This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today featuring Pat and Stu. Uh, great to have you with us. 888-727-BECK. Uh, the, the Navy. Um, some interesting things going on with the Secretary of the Navy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's kind of big. Now. Kind of big. Now, uh, the very unfortunately named Richard Spencer, which is not the name you want in 2019. <laughs> Richard Spencer, the white supremacist, has sort of screwed you over on that one if your name's Richard yeah, Spencer. Yeah. Like, I've been Richard Spencer for a very long time, and now all of a sudden it sucks. I will give you a good example of this, actually. Uh, let's just say your name happened to be Lisa Page. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going to go with that. Uh-huh. Which I happen to be married to a person who happens mm-hmm. to have the name Lisa Page. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is not the Lisa Page who is in the middle of the uh, Trump <laughs> impeachment stuff or the mm-hmm. the the Mueller report like you'll see you know it was page and struck right that i yep. get all these names confused yep. who were texting back and forth about how bad donald trump was they needed an insurance policy uh, to take him down like and they were having an affair they're having an affair going on i hope it wasn't the same lisa page Jeez, i haven't really <laughs> thought of it that way uh but her name my wife's name and lisa page is now that you know they're the same name they're spelled differently but mm-hmm. whenever you say Lisa Page, people don't don't think about you know this pop, you know pop culture radio host. They're thinking about this person who's been texting uh, these terrible things about the president. Mm-hmm. I told her at one point, I'm like, you know what? The truth is, like this thing blows up big enough, you're going to have to change your name. You're going to have to, because <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. if her name was like Monica Lewinsky, right? Like, and she just went through her whole life as Monica Lewinsky, and then one day Monica Lewinsky happens. You can't keep your name Monica Lewinsky. You almost have to change it. Yeah. I think pretty much you do. If your name's like Dave Duke, it probably was like... Uh, Adolf what? Hitler? <laughs> you don't want to be Adolf Hitler no. in this day and age? Yeah, you just can't. It just doesn't... It's not helpful. No, it's not. So Richard Spencer, who was the Navy secretary, he uh, he had a... There was a big blow-up, and we probably have to walk back a few uh, paces here to explain what happened, but there was a Navy SEAL who was accused of war crimes within the war on ISIS. And the accusation was basically he was killing prisoners in custody, and that was a violation of all of our you know, standards when it comes to, you get a, you get a even in war, you get a, uh, there are standards there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're not supposed to just like kill people for no reason when they're captured. Now, of course, uh, Gallagher denied doing this. They went through a trial and he was acquitted. He was he you know he didn't do it at least legally and mm-hmm. and he didn't, has denied the entire time that he did this. It gets a little more complicated after that because the he did pose with the body of ISIS prisoners. Yeah, and we've seen the evidence of that. So yeah. there's kind of no denying that. Right. And you're not supposed to do that. Right. Now, that's not something you're going to necessarily go to prison for, but it was something that the military said, you know what, we're knocking you down rank. We're not going to be, you're not going to have the rank that you used to have because we think this is not the, the behavior. coming of a Navy SEAL. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, usually what happens is the military deals with that stuff. You can say it's right or wrong, and that's the end of it. What happened here was Trump jumped in and said, look, no, we're restoring his rank. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong. Stop treating our soldiers badly when they come back from uh, from being overseas and fighting for us. So this happened, uh, and he re- had his rank restored, which you know ruffled some feathers <laughs> within the military sort mm-hmm. of uh, structure. And then after that, they said, well, we're going to have this 
sort of board of his peers to decide whether he gets to remain a Navy SEAL and keep his trident. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, the, I guess this is something. And, I, you know, you look at me and you're saying, that, guy, that guy's got to be a Navy SEAL. And it's not true. I'm actually not a Navy SEAL. A lot of people think that. A lot of people look at me and just say, oh, my gosh, he just looks like it. You know, really good shape. Uh, you know, uh, just looks like a guy who would be a hero. A yeah. lot of people think that about me. And that's not actually true, technically. Really? Yeah. yeah that surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, huh. yeah a lot. Of, it happens to yeah. so many. Huh. And, and look, I want to make sure that I don't want to steal any valor here. Okay. I did not serve. In that capacity. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, you're, no, it's okay. It's okay. So uh, I don't know all the ins and outs, but basically there's a panel that says of his peers that say, look, we don't think of other Navy SEALs saying like, look, no, you, you screwed up here and we're going we're gonna to knock you down. That hadn't yeah. happened yet, but it was going to happen. Trump stepped in again and said, no, we're not going to let that happen. That's not happening. Then there was a big disagreement between the Secretary of the Navy and the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Defense won. And now the Navy secretary has, has been basically fired publicly. He fired back in a very uh, harshly worded letter, as all. Um, I mean, you want to talk about military drama. It always comes in the form of a harshly worded letter. And basically said, look, this is the president is jumping into the middle of, of uh, how we keep people uh, accountable in the military. And you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, he can do that. <laughs> he very clearly can do it. Commander in chief? Yeah. Uh, kind of. <laughs> Kind of means something. Like, so it means the, you can do that. Yeah, there's a role actually. there for you in yeah. this. Uh-huh. Uh, but he didn't like it, and he stepped down, and fine, whatever. Uh, but this is being blown up as yet another massive controversy, yet another game changer, yet another day where the walls are closing in on the Trump administration, yet mm-hmm. again, another major thing that we're all supposed to be fired up and worried about. And the media is trying to make it into this big story. And look, it's a big story because, uh, you know, it affects, uh, you know, what? the most important you know, uh, group of people probably in our, all of our lives, the military. But beyond that, I think the, the press thinks this is something that's going to hurt Trump. No way. Or they wouldn't be talking about it. Not with the American people. I think you're totally right on that. I think you're totally right on that. The American people look at this and say, this is exactly what we want Trump for. Yes. A, a person who's going to look at all the nonsense. Wait a minute. What was he? He, was, he took a picture with a guy trying to kill him? It's like the naked pyramid thing. Yeah. And they want someone who's going to step up and say, screw you. Screw yeah. all your little bu- mm-hmm. bureaucracy. All, 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 you want to come back and, and punish a guy who's over there defending us against terrorists because yeah. he took a photo? Nope. No. Get out of my way. And the people are going to ag- agree with that every time. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get 80, 90% of Americans on board with that, I think. I think so, too. I, I think this helps them a lot. I yeah. mean, standing up for not only... Uh, someone in our military, but also someone in our military who's being uh, targeted for negative consequences. And you can stand up and just knock all the crap out of the way and say, you know what? This guy, maybe he made a mistake here or there. I don't know. But the bottom line is what he was doing is good for this country and we need people like that. And if we start treating him like uh, people who can come back and constantly be punished for that fighting, we're going to lose him. They're not, people aren't going to want to sign up. And it smacks of Vietnam all over again. Yeah. Treating treating those soldiers the way we treated them when they came back. And nobody wants that. 888-727-BECK. Uh, more Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, have you, you have Disney Plus, right? I do. 
Yes, I have not actually watched it yet, but I do have it. Oh, you haven't even watched it yet? Not really, no. What was it like? Uh, I haven't seen the numbers since, but day one, there were 10 million new subscribers. Day one, 10 million. Been a nice year for Disney. A good year. Yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's a decent number for the first day. And now we're what, two weeks beyond that? I'm sure they're at 12, 15, who knows? I haven't seen the numbers. Um, but uh, I signed up because of The Mandalorian. Yeah, me, me too. That's why you signed I up. I actually, when I heard the idea of Disney Plus, I was like, oh, come on. I'm like, sign up that stupid thing. They're too. like, we've me got too. a Star Wars series. We're not going to tell you anything about it. Okay, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. Yep. Mandalorian. I don't even know what a Mandalorian is, I but don't. I'm in. I still if don't know. You know, it's amazing how much goodwill was banked by those first three movies. <laughs> because since those first three movies, yeah. they've released eight more between the main series and the two spinoffs. Yeah. Or seven. Is it seven or is it eight? I don't know. Seven or eight new movies. Mm-hmm. I've liked none of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> Not a single one of them do oh, I like. Okay. And yet, mm-hmm. I buy Disney Plus for The Mandalorian, and I'm looking forward to it with a great deal of anticipation to the new movie coming out in December. I already bought my I tickets. Mean, it's just, that's yeah. how much... That's how much. That's how much goodwill they banked for me with those first three movies. It's amazing, and I would it's make an, a very strong and defensible argument that really the first three were really the first two. The first two movies. I know you don't like Return of the Return Jedi. Of the Jedi is, I like the Return is of the just Jedi. fine. You can go to hug an Ewok if you want to watch Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I, I would say that I like some of the it other movies. It was the beginning of the stupid Star Wars characters that have to be in every movie, though. right? Yes, that was that was definitely uh, that. It, you know, oh, the Ewoks never got any love. There's not. Is there going to be an Ewok in part nine? Like there's just like one Ewok on a so. ship somewhere walking by. They didn't get any love. I think Lucas realized his mistakes. With, <laughs> oh yeah, and then he went right Ewoks, to Jar Jar after Jar, that. After Jar Jar, then he's thought, okay, maybe that's just the end of that. Yeah, uh, but you're right. It is. It is amazing. I guess it's just because of this. It's a it's a retro thing. It makes you feel like the, mm-hmm. you know the old days. I was talking to somebody who's uh, younger than me the other day, and he's like, ah, "I just remember those first three movies." And I'm like, "I know, it's incredible." And he, he was actually talking about the prequels. I'm oh like, wow! You're, wait, really? You're, you're talking? You're saying the prequels have a? Uh, oh, I would I would wow. hate everything about Star Wars if that's the way I started. <laughs> yes, but that yes. you know, I, there's still something you know great about those movies. Even like I I have there's an excitement. Uh, I don't know, a, a sense of wonder every time. Yeah. And I don't know how he... Even with the bad ones, he kind of captured that, I think. Maybe it's the music. Maybe it's John Williams that should get all the credit for Star Wars. Yeah. yeah uh, I think you're probably right. Because I noticed in The Mandalorian, I'm pretty sure John Williams didn't do this music, and it's not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was okay with it, the first one. The second one, I was like, eh, okay, I don't know that I like this. And then the third one kind of brought it back around to me. I, I got reinterested after the third episode. Okay, so you do so like it overall? I, I do like it overall. Okay, I, So I, yeah. I, I'm going to watch it at some point. But, I mean, I, we, uh, I did not have to attend the screening of Frozen 2 this weekend with my daughter. Uh, but she was very excited about it. And so apparently were a lot of other people. It set a record for the most money ever on a, in a weekend for an animated movie. And so far this year, I mean, think of what a year this is for Disney. Disney Plus launches with all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Lots of money there. They have now, uh, it looks like six movies that are earning, that are going to earn a billion dollars worldwide this year. Wow. Now that is. Wow. That new, includes the Marvel stuff, right? Yeah. So you've got yeah. Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. You've got Lion King. Okay. You've got Toy Story 4. Wow. 
Captain Marvel, which everyone kind of said sucked, I think, but yeah. it's still going to make a billion dollars. It still made over a billion dollars. And Aladdin with Will Smith. Which wasn't that good. It still made over a billion dollars worldwide. We're wow. gonna get, Frozen 2 is definitely going to do it. And Frozen 2 is already got $127 million in one weekend. One weekend, and that's here. just here. Yeah. And then we're not even talking about the last Star Wars right. of the main nine movies that we were promised all those years ago, mm-hmm. which is obviously also going to earn a billion dollars worldwide. So they're going to wind up with eight movies. Eight movies. Wow. In one year. That are going to earn a billion dollars, and that doesn't include the Spider-Man thing, which is in that weird, like, kind of, you know, I don't know exactly. I think it's distributed by Sony, but it's sort of part of the Marvel thing, and or whatever. I, I can't understand mm-hmm. all that crap. But, but mm-hmm. the bottom line is they're they're doing pretty well. well yeah. Now, uh, yeah. Plus, they own everything. Everything. ABC, ESPN, ESPN. They bought Fox, Fox Entertainment, not Fox the News. News. Uh, they own they own Marvel and Pixar and National Geographic and Discovery. I think is part of their deal too, but they don't have that on Disney Plus. But I mean, what an amazing empire that's become! And I've been watching this uh, series on Disney Plus called uh, I think it, Imagineers, Disney Imagineers yeah. or Ma- Imagineering or something. Mm-hmm. It tells the story of of Walt back in the in the fifties, and it takes him all all the way through the nineties and two thousands. And uh, his vision for for Disney and what they went through along the way to try to get to where they were because they were actually a much much smaller company when he started doing theme parks in the fifties. Disney wasn't the behemoth that it is now, and so it was really tough for them. And they fell on some pretty hard financial times. And there were some uh, times in there where Roy Disney was like, "Walt, you're gonna you're gonna bring this com- company into bankruptcy." He's like, nope, I'm doing it. And he just kept going. And his vision was amazing. But, I mean, it's interesting to see Disney then and what Disney is now when they own everything and they get, they've get they got six or eight movies that are going to be at a billion dollars each. I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing process. It is. I, we went to Disneyland with the kids a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And it's, it's it, like it, the, the first thing you notice is there's just not one piece of trash anywhere. It's as if yeah. people are not the slobs we know they are. Yeah. Right. Like all of a sudden, all these people are walking around not dropping uh, napkins and they're not dropping wrappers. And of course they are. It's mm-hmm. just that there's people walking Sucking around them up. constantly <laughs> cleaning <laughs> them up. It's, yeah. it's fascinating. It it's is. Like we, were, we were getting to the point where we were just dropping stuff on the floor, just like hide behind a bush <laughs> to see how long it took for someone to pick it up. <laughs> it really is crazy. But like, it's amazing. It's amazing what people will do. There, yeah. There's tens of thousands of people in, people in this park every day that we were there walking. 20 30,000 steps as we you know you might know uh, your step count mm-hmm. these days because of our stupid phones and uh you know people look at that as a vacation I mean, everything you buy is six times the amount that we know it costs yeah and and just getting into the park with the tickets and in- initially is sky high yeah I said to, to my wife, that was not a vacation. That was a, a charitable donation to our children. <laughs> <laughs> we should get that thing deducted. Because <laughs> that's it's, it's yeah, really like it's it was just an excuse for me to walk a lot. Mm. And I don't like walking. <laughs> I'm very against it. Luckily, a lot of the times you're walking to a fried food stand. Oh, yeah. Which okay. does that make it feel it better. better. Yeah. yeah. 888-727-BECK. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, did you happen to see? I mean, there's no there's no venue we can 
enjoy without getting some sort of political nonsense smacked in our face. And I, I'm I'm really tired of it. Whether it's the NFL and the kneeling thing and the Colin Kaepernick thing, even into college football now at the Harvard Yale game over the weekend, this is one of the big big rivalries. It's the I think it's the oldest continual rivalry, at least one of them. It's been going on for 136 years. Hmm. So they're in the middle of this rivalry. They're about to come out for halftime and onto the field. Rush a whole bunch of protesters. Here's a, a look at what happened if you're watching on Blaze TV. It's Essentially, running, yeah, it's running, a, running into the center of the field. And then they do a sit-in over climate change. Now, I don't know, hundreds, maybe a few thousand people ended up out there. And they stayed on the field for an hour. An hour. And then finally, some of them, most of them walked off, but 42 <laughs> of them were left and police had to arrest them. And, uh, I, I mean, you can't go to a Yale Harvard game without it being interrupted. And now Yale bowl doesn't have any lights. So they're playing in virtual darkness by the end of the game because it was delayed an hour by these idiots mm. over climate change. Take your thing elsewhere. Would you please? I, and it sort of shows how dumb climate protesters are because no one cares if the Harvard Yale game happens or not. Okay, I got news for you. You want to go to an Alabama game, you go to an LSU game, people are going to get really pissed about it. Here they're like, eh. Mm. I eh. mean, this is a good excuse to just go home. Right. We don't have to stay. Right. It's cold. Yeah. You know, let's just get out of here. Because right. it's a nice tradition. I used to live in Connecticut, obviously, mm-hmm. so did you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Yale Bowl is like, it's a very well-known thing. And it's like the Harvard-Yale game's a big deal. Well, it in used a, to be. A, right, At one time, it was... traditional in, sense. In 1872, it was a really <laughs> it was huge. big game. It was huge. If they, yeah. if they disrupted that game in 1872, I'd be People pissed. People would be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this... Because that's I, for the national championship, probably. Probably. Because there's only two colleges. Okay. <laughs> here... Them and Rutgers. Right. There were about three. Yeah, three. Now, no one cares. I mean, you just, uh-huh. like, the the Ivy League football thing is just not a big enough deal for anyone to that's, care. That's true. That is a typical uh, horrible move by climate <laughs> protesters. And it's like, climate protesters are strange. It's somewhat unique in the way that they protest mm-hmm. things and they try to stop people from enjoying life. Like to make a, and do you think you're going to win people to your cause yeah, when you're doing that? That's what I mean. It's so no. weird. Like I, you know, they'll go and they'll like block a street so right. people can't get to work. And you're like, Ugh, that's well, so people. irritating. Or they'll be like, hey, you know, what? we need to ban big screen televisions. And you're like, big screen of all the things. <laughs> like, go yell at the, the 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 coal plant with the smokestacks. Like, people might be on your side there. Mm-hmm. They also want to watch the Mandalorian on their big screen TV. Right. Don't target big screen TVs. That's a terrible idea. Dumb move. Dumb move, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Or they'll just block like, oh, I have to go pick up my daughter at school, but I can't because of climate protesters. I mean, that is not a good way to go. You're not winning friends and influencing people, no question. 888-727-BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn, who's on vacation this week. 888-727-BECK is our number. Might I recommend, as you approach the holiday season, you subscribe to blazetv.com. If you go to blazetv.com, you can uh, subscribe and get all sorts of shows. Not only uh, the Glenn Beck program, radio and TV versions of it. Something called Pat Gray Unleashed? I don't know what that is exactly, but it sounds sounds fantastic. fantastic. It does sound really, really good. Oh, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Great shows uh, from all over the conservative uh, spectrum, including Mm -hmm. Louder with Crowder with Stephen Crowder. 
Uh, now, uh, Stephen joins us now, and I'm I'm interested in the decision making process that <laughs> that led here, which is here we are, Stephen, going into a weekend. You're going to be around your family, Thanksgiving yeah. table, mm-hmm. everyone getting together, warm warm thoughts and memories, and you've picked today. <laughs> For a special entitled Epstein Didn't Kill Himself. <laughs> it's a perfect yeah. time. It's a perfect time of year yeah. for that. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, keep in mind that I did uh, my, my, three years ago, my very first Christmas special was live waterboarding. Right? <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, no, today is, is, for people who don't know, it's actually um, really more on par with, a, with sort of an evil Knievel, Robbie Knievel stunt, complete with uh, Patriot attire and a, and a jumpsuit. I will be, we have created an exact to scale replica of Jeffrey Epstein's cell. So this will be tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. People can watch in the blaze or youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder. And we have Newton scales, both at the point of compression around the neck and on the actual (laughs) hanging device itself. And I am going to attempt to uh, kill myself the way Jeffrey Epstein did. Now, that being said, I will have a neck brace, but I am so confident that some of the numbers we have been given by the media, for example, the highway bone, they say, well, it's easy. It would only take 30 minutes, uh, 30 newtons, sorry, to break it. I will do that with no neck protection. You will watch me live on air attempt to break my hyoid with the amount of force they recommended, and then uh, as well as trying to get to the 1,200 pounds of force number, which is what they use to administer death by hanging. Um, which still only results in one in 20 uh, examples of uh, the kind of fractures we saw with Epstein. So a lot of research wow. has gone into this. We've had an engineer on staff. And, uh, yeah, right before Thanksgiving, I'm going to try and uh, <laughs> hang myself in an accurate-to-scale uh, replica cell of Jeffrey Epstein. So now, the whole family. now unlike, <laughs> unlike the actual incident, incident with, uh, with Epstein, will yeah. your cameras work? Will we be <laughs> able to will we see this happen? I appreciate your concern, and it's a legitimate <laughs> question. We do have uh, several security guards on Clinton Watch as well. <laughs> Good. Entrances and exits. Because, you know, the last thing I want is to be conducting a scientific experiment, and Rodham comes back and hits me in the back of the head with a mallet like Gallagher. <laughs> so we're going to make sure that uh, it's a controlled experiment. We have multiple cameras, so hopefully nothing will glitch out. If it does... And, uh, you know, I, I cease to be, I begin assuming room temperature. I, I, I do allow everyone permission to suspect foul play. Wow. So is there, now how do you feel, Stephen, if something terrible does happen tonight? How do you feel about us exploiting it for ratings? Uh, I would be disappointed if you didn't, frankly. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I mean, come on, I am hanging myself right. for, uh, I mean, really, this is to show the viewer. This is, here's the thing, I don't know. I really don't know. And I did a lot of training, a lot of neck-specific training and a diet of nothing but uh, oyster crackers and, uh, and mushrooms. So I've been taking this diligently, you know, I've been tr- treating it diligently for the last few months. Um, this is to show the audience that, listen, maybe it's possible, maybe it's not. Uh, but anyone, anyone who's been skeptical has been labeled a conspiracy theorist. We're mm-hmm. borderline not allowed on YouTube. I am so confident that the story we have been given is false that I will be performing half of these stunts without any protection. Then I will put on protection when I get to what the actual numbers are required, you know, to actually hang yourself. Listen, no one is saying that Jeffrey Epstein couldn't have strangled himself. Uh, What we are saying is this idea that he fractured three bones. We have calculated the force that is required in the exact cell. Because keep in mind, he he kneeled himself to breaking three bones in his neck, right? The, the, The reports, he didn't jump from the top of the bed. And also, when it's an 8 by 8 cell, keep in mind, too, that the, the torque on that cord, right, there's sheer force and torque depending on the angle. It's not like he could drop down that far. 
because if his feet were completely up against the bed and he's pushing against the bed, he still can't go beyond a gap of about four and a half, five feet between the bed and the bars, which would support his weight because his face would go straight to the bars. So the more that we've been building this set out and conducting some pre-experiments, uh, I don't want to say that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, but uh, I'm more convinced than ever that, uh, that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because I, I, I think we're in the same place on this, Stephen, in that like I keep looking at this story and thinking, when I think logically, common sense-wise, over and over again, I keep coming back to the fact that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Um, but on the other hand, it's like, well, there's not really evidence like the, the of of any, there's nothing concrete. Now you may create some yeah. concrete evidence here tonight, but I mean, like the medical examiner saying that this is this is possible. This is uh, what happened. There are explanations, you know, like maybe the 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 guards may not have been checking any night. They may just be completely lazy guards that realized they could sleep through that shift whenever they felt like it, and nothing was going to happen. There are. Other competing right, yeah, explanations. I don't, I don't buy it. I'm, I'm sorry, but like you're a logical guy and I'm a logical guy. The most notorious pedophile in the world with the most, uh, you know, the most in-depth, intimate relationships with some of the most powerful people. Mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe that nobody was checking. And by the way, we will also have a live timer uh, with even Brendan, my youngest producer here. He will be uh, forced to create the rope of bed sheets without any sharp utilities or even edges. So he will be locked in a room and we will time how long it takes to tie a rope of bed sheets that could adequately hang someone. Because keep in mind, he did that. So it's not like mm-hmm. the camera slips out for a few seconds. My guess is it'll take between 10 minutes to half an hour. If it takes five minutes, unless the cameras were off the entire time, I mean, you're going to notice a guy. He doesn't even have a Swiss Army knife. They've basically nerfed his whole room, and he ties together a rope from bed sheets. And keep in mind, the experiments that we're conducting, right, we conducted some pre-experiments here using cables, the bungee cords. That's a much more direct force on the neck and the trachea and the hyoid. And, and I understand what you're saying. Well, medical examiners have said it's possible, but that's why we're trying to examine this in a real-world scenario. For example, um, the hyoid bone is something people focus on. Well, it couldn't be less relevant because the hyoid bone is the easiest bone to break of the three fractures that Jeffrey Epstein sustained. So they say, well, the hyoid only takes 30 pounds of force, or sorry, 30 newtons. Well, that's in a vice grip where they take someone, you know, someone's hyoid bone, someone who's dead, you know, they take it off a cadaver, they crush it in a vice grip. I was able to host the show with the amount of force they claim would crush the hyoid bone. I actually did it, and I'll do that tonight to show that Mm. the arguments we've heard from medical examiners on the side of it's very easy to kill yourself, that's not true. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not possible, but if I will be live on air talking to you, and this is, again, at 8 p.m. Eastern, available on The Blaze and on YouTube, I will be talking to you throughout the entire experiment so you can hear the amount of force on my neck. You will leave, I believe, Having, having a lot to think about. And uh, you know, hopefully I won't leave on a stretcher. But um, it, it is, uh, you know, it's, it, it's required a lot of training and a lot of, uh, a lot of forethought and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, tassels for my jumpsuit. Um, we have fire extinguishers on hand. Uh, I, I will be wearing proper uh, safety gear for my head. Is there a possibility you could burst into flame? <laughs> there is a possibility. There is absolutely a possibility. Okay. Um, keep in huh. mind, I am... I am an untrained professional, so no right. one should be attempting this at home uh, at all. Uh, right. But we did have some engineers here really kind of crunch the numbers for us, and uh, I'm amazed that nobody else has. And there are a couple of stories to me that really don't add up. It's this, it's the Epstein story, because if you read what we've read in the New York Times and the Washington Post, right, they just kind of want to dismiss it. Mm-hmm. You go, hold on a second, that doesn't add up. And then the other story is the Vegas shooter, just that 
No one knows anything. Oh, Think so about weird. that for a second. Yeah. What have we heard? And Those two years stories now. are the ones that stick in my craw. Yeah, yeah that, that one's yeah. Really, really, really weird, weird at all, as well. Um, and the, another addition to this, which I, th- I find fascinating, Stephen, is, is this um, Amy Robach mm-hmm. story, which happened with, um, with uh, James O'Keefe, where they released this right. video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she comes out and she says, we had this story for three years and, and, and all these networks, you know, or NBC sat on it. And and then they they fired this poor woman from CBS who, who did didn't nothing. even do anything wrong. I mean, like yeah. that whole story was so ridiculous. It, you know, the me- media has ignored it completely. Conservatives have picked right. up that part of the story. But one of the things I, I'm fascinated by is that Amy Robach, a story of a, 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 a decorated journalist in the mainstream who covered the story for multiple years, also says on this tape that she is 100 percent convinced that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. And that is right. on the tape, and I have not heard anyone investigate that. You know, you, you say that people, that, mm-hmm. you know, they're conspiracy theorists if they believe this. I mean, is Amy Robach a conspiracy theorist? This is, uh, like, this, right. uh, this feels, I think, to the American people, not like a crazy conspiracy theory, but like something that actually happened and is being hidden from us. No, I think you're absolutely right. Here are some things that are, that are undeniable that are not conspiracy theories. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein ran a pedophile ring with some of the most powerful people in the world. Mm-hmm. He had an island dedicated to pedophilia. He had a ranch as well where he had, you know, giant people can look up these pictures of giant orgy showers and rooms with pillows and crucifixes and, and uh, life-size crucifixes and, and no beds, by the way, just pillows and showers. Um, that's absolutely mm, true. Weird. He obviously was put on suicide watch at one point for some reason was removed from it. He, he hung himself by kneeling in a cell with a rope from bed sheets that he tied himself with no tools that no guards noticed. And he sustained the kind of injuries that only occur one in 20 from dead hang pull-ups. Meaning when people are doing, you know, a Brooks and Shawshank, hanging themselves from the beam and kicking the stool out, yeah. that only results one in 20 of those kinds wow. of things result wow. these three fractures. There is no conspiracy about that, and that's what we're going to be testing tonight. Those are yeah. facts. Doesn't mean that it's not possible, but this idea that it is the most plausible scenario, or that if someone says, you know what, I do think that's the most plausible scenario, considering that, uh, that, uh, that, the, that the Clintons have a higher kill count than a clan in Call of Duty, <laughs> uh, that's what this is about. Mm. This is for the people who've all been dismissed. It's so you yeah. can visually watch what it is that you suspect and you can watch it beyond any shadow of a doubt. Keep in mind, again, I am an untrained professional, so um, there always is the risk that I either spontaneously combust, you know, or I have to speak mm-hmm. through one of those, uh, you know, those commercials for, for esophageal cancer where I'll be hosting a show like this after. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. It's just this is interesting because I mean, I, you know, I'm sure this is going to be uh, really funny as well, and I expected it to be funny. But this, I feel like we're watching like a legit MythBusters episode here. Does uh, feel like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's also interesting that you brought up that he didn't jump from the top cell, uh, yeah. the top bunk bed, which would have made sense if you're really trying to hang yourself because that kind of force you would understand. All right, yeah, right. that snapped his neck in three places. Much more right. likely than just kneeling down and doing it. You know, the thing is, he could, the reason that no, no one is reporting that he jumped off the top bunk, and when you look at the cell, you'll see why it would likely be impossible, because there would be no way to tie the rope so tight that you would generate tension without your body's natural mm. defense mechanisms. Your body doesn't want to die, right? So there'd be right. no way to tie a rope where his feet couldn't be on the bottom bunk, or his yeah. feet wouldn't touch the floor. Um, and that's why we've also, this is something else that no one takes into account, right? It's very easy to strangle yourself, okay? But that's not what they're arguing. They're arguing that three bones were broken. So we've been running some pre-tests, and I've completely slumped down to the ground, you know, where I'm not generating any force. That's not even close to what's needed to snap the neck. But people don't realize it takes only three seconds 
approximately to be choked unconscious, right? You, in those three seconds, that's your window to generate enough force to break your neck because you would have to be creating leverage, pushing against the bed, snapping it, because once you go unconscious, there's no chance that you're going to create enough force to fracture those three bones. So we also need to see if we can generate enough force before the amount of time it would take to pass out. The fact that it's so mm. easy to strangulate yourself actually uh, is, is stacks the deck against the idea that Jeffrey Epstein fractured his neck because he would have had to be conscious to throw himself to create the kind of force toward yeah. Newton uh, necessary to kill himself. And that's why the more we've been building this set out, you know, we, we, what you're talking about here, we sat down and said, well, what if he jumped from the top bunk? And we conduct some research. Well, he didn't jump from the top bunk, but let's see if we can. There's no way to really jump from the top bunk and create a rope that would function. Wow. So, well, hold on a second. What if he uh, passed out and then was just slumped down? You know, his leg got caught, let's say, on the bed, so all of the energy went on his neck. It was nowhere close to the force necessary. So we haven't tested everything yet, but uh, we've done a lot of pre-runs here. And um, the more that we've researched it, the more that we've recreated the set, the more convinced I am that we haven't gotten the full story. And listen, people can watch for themselves at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, it's the first time they'll be able to see in action what the cell looks like, what the kind of force was that could be generated. And um, we're not making, we're not going to conclusions yet. So I, I'm as curious as you guys are, um, mainly to see that if I'll, I'll even be able to have this kind of a conversation. <laughs> Is there a, uh, a promo code associated with your potential death tonight, Stephen? There is. It is just Epstein. So once the stream goes live at 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe uh, through Black Friday, actually, the promo code Epstein will give people $20 off Mug Club joining the Blaze TV. Uh, so they can go to loudonsetter.com slash Mug Club, and you get the full hand-etched mug and, of course, access to the whole Blaze TV catalog. You become a member, a member for $20 off um, if you enter in the promo code Epstein. And, of course, all the proceeds go uh, directly to conducting these kinds of experiments in the future and uh, this kind of content, which is uh, wildly unprofessional, incredibly entertaining, but uh, hopefully somewhat useful. <laughs> All right, Stephen Crowder, louderwithcrowder.com. Uh, the promo code is Epstein. Uh, join tonight, 20 bucks off. Back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we got some amazing details on uh, Elizabeth Warren's proposed uh, programs and what they're going to cost. Of course, they're they're essentially free, so don't worry about anything because <laughs> she's already got it all paid for. It's have already you know, paid for. Have you noticed she does this thing with billionaires <clears throat> where she's like, "Look, if you're on top of the hot," she has that really wavery, like weak voice. Mm-hmm. On top of the one, if you're the point one of the point one percent, you can pay an extra two cents. Is the way she says it. Now. First of all, she's already proposed the wealth tax being bigger than 2%. Right. Secondly, it's not $0.02. Cents. If you're going to use that, you have to do two $0.02 cents on every dollar. Right. But she just says right. $0.02. Cents. So it's like billionaires yeah. have like, I've got $50 billion, but I will not agree to a tax that's $0.02 cents more. <laughs> so ridiculous. She's such a liar. I mean, and, she's and a you legit know she's liar. lying when people like Bill Gates are saying, uh, essentially, don't vote for her, please. Please. <laughs> please. You're listening to Glenn Beck.